Hey there, this is Fred Passaro, and you're listening to Metal Matters, the official Gimme Metal podcast, where we explore all things new, some things classic, but all things heavy, with my co-host, Michael Bernan. Today's guests are Sarah Taylor and Ryan George of Industrial Titans Youth Code. Since their inception in 2012, Youth Code's impeccable blend of pulverizing EBM with hardcore and metal sensibilities have cemented them as true torchbearers of much of today's synth-driven extreme music. The band have leveled audiences the world over, touring with acts as varied as Skinny Puppy, Chelsea Wolf, Code Orange, Deaf Heaven, and Carpenter Brew. In March, they self-released A Skeleton Key in the Doors of Depression, a collaborative LP with esteemed producer King Yosef. We caught up with Brian and Sarah to discuss their new record, Perils of Touring, Trying to Stay Creative in the Midst of a Global Pandemic, and the Blood Feud that is Synths versus Guitars. Oh, and I might have gotten myself cursed in the process. Stick around and find out how. Yeah. What's up? How are you? What's good, pals? Hi, dudes. How's, How's it going? Been? <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. Cool. <laughs> good to be here. Yeah. Hey, check it out. You know, how, to have you, you know how you know you didn't make it? How? You're on a po- like you ha- you. It's not you're on a podcast, but you run a podcast. <laughs> I feel like Mark Marin has tons of fans. I think a lot of people love that fool. Yeah, no, definitely, yeah. definitely. But Bob, Mark Marin's now the podcast dude, as opposed to the dude who fucking did all this stand up and uh, fucking uh, wrote for like, SNL. He can make it in that. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking yeah. forward to people forgetting about my stupid bands and just being like, <laughs> hey, he's the dickhead on the fucking Gimme Metal podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the what's what's some jokes? Yo, Sarah, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, is today today's your birthday? No, it's like two days ago, bud. Oh, I miss I'm an idiot. Oh well, happy birthday. Oh, yeah, My birthday, birthday is a week from you too, Birdan. Thank you very much. <laughs> Aries power. Aries power. What's up? I don't know. Why does everyone know about that? What? Astrology? Yeah, I've never, ever paid attention. I don't know anything about it, to be honest with you. I just know because I'm an Aries. My birthday is next Thursday. Oh, sick. So. <laughs> I didn't know, like, saying your sign with power after it was a thing. Really? <laughs> Yeah. I've been trying Sounds to get Ryan. So. I've been trying to get <laughs> fucking uh, birth time for like the last probably nine of the 10 years we've been together. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll get it for you at some point. I tried calling his mom. I was like, hey, what time is Ryan born? And she was like, mm, I'll get back to you later. No one wants to she reveal this know, man's dude. chart to me. <laughs> I mean, I get, I get it. Like, it, you, you don't really want to like, I, I don't know. That fucking magic demon shit is kind of scary. I sent my churches and friends of mine and they were just laughing for about 
five minutes straight, just sending voice notes back and forth. And they were like, you're the angriest person in astrological charts. You only <laughs> hate yourself and everything <laughs> around you. You're only angry. Because of you. <laughs> That's what my chart says. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. Thanks. <laughs> I, w- <laughs> I once was, uh, God, this is probably like 98 or something like that. I was at a show in West Philadelphia with a bunch of people and this crackhead lady came around and uh, yeah, I probably had a choker on. Yeah. Yeah, It was, it was probably hemp, although I called myself and like I was straight edge because you know, I'm like elevated. Yeah. I mean, it's straight edge, I guess, but you know, I'm just progressive. Um, But anyway, so this crackhead lady (laughs) came around and she's talking to all of us and she was like, ask everybody what their birth date was. And then was like telling them a bit about their future. She did to like 10 people and she did me last. And I said, September 22nd, 1980. And she was like, I'm not fucking with you. And she stopped. <laughs> wow. You have any idea how many crackheads have shot me down in my day? <laughs> Guess what? Plural. That's wild. That's safe. <laughs> I never yeah. had. Oh, I did have one mystic. Uh, we played in all here. Ball healed the fuck out of your stomach, and it was the tightest thing it I've ever seen fucked. in my life. It did. Wow. It held for like. That's because you stopped believing in gall, dude. That's why it came back. Dude. So, so, so tell us about your stomach, and then tell us about how gall came into the picture and what the fuck gall did to <laughs> heal you. There's a better storyteller than I am, but I had like a. I don't know what it was. I had, I felt like an ulcer, and I had it through this whole. And like, I was also kind of having problems with like ODing on weekly and all the time. And I think it was related to that. It's absolutely related. The man <laughs> is allergic to gluten and still eats Satan chicken nuggets every day of his sacrifice myself to the animal. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was just having a, a really bad time. I was like, venues and having a lay down, go back to laying down. But uh, he was like lurking around this. Like, I don't know what it, it was like. This a, what, I'll, yeah, I'm going to yeah, take this over. Take over. We were on tour with Trepanering's Ritual in, in Europe, and our first date was at a show in Gothenburg. Mm-hmm. And we get to the venue, which, like, in and of itself, this is like a super fucked up thing because I think that Uniform has played this venue. It's like a a, a fancy like theater I'm type sorry, place. Please. Yes, we have. But, we have. But folk. the thing is. Our booking agent thought that we were in the fancy theater place in Gothenburg. But if you go to this place, there's a natural wine bar in front and then there's a <laughs> lobby and then yes. there's the theater. So we, our, the we played the stair lobby because there was a ballet going on or some shit earlier. So they couldn't have us in the fucking venue. And so we're driving by to load in. And I'm like kind of realizing that we're playing on a staircase in a lobby, just feeling like the biggest panhandler grifter oh, that yeah. ever fucking existed. I was like, we can't even get booked in on a fucking show here. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> and I look over and fucking Gaul is like stalking the streets. And I was like, what the fuck? And uh, our friend Thomas, <laughs> who does trepanarians for him, he was like, uh, oh, yeah, Gaul is in town. He really likes natural wines, and this is the natural wine place. And I was like, that's kind of how he said I don't, I don't know. That, that, yeah, that sounds like Thomas. Yeah, it's a little Thomas. I can, I can see that. So he's like, 
yeah, I guess he's in there for natural wines and this is an acclaimed natural wine bar. And I was like, all right, weird, but cool. So I wait, like, I wait maybe like, I don't know, like two or three hours. This dude is primed at this point in time, right? I was like, if I'm going to get gall, it's not going to be sober gall. Like, I don't want to go near, like, I was way too intimidated by that dude, right? You like read Lord of the and all this shit when you're younger and you're like, that dude, the Satan guy, I'm not going up to him while he's sober. That's terrifying. So it's like primed like three fucking hours in of sitting at this natural wine place, just tasting the selections or whatever. And I was like, he goes into the bar and I'm going to get a thing of water. And I was like, Hey man, uh, I, I really like all of your artistic endeavors and outputs. Like I, I, I think you're pretty tight. And he goes, thanks. And then like goes back and I was like, all right, bye. So then Let's I go back to, to hold on, bro. There is a lead up to this motherfucker because <laughs> right, it was right. fucking crazy. How long Look, is this show? <laughs> this is, this is the whole show is just this story. Basically. Cool. Yep, that's fine, man. Uh, I mean, I guarantee you, this story is going to be more interesting than anything else that we have to talk about. So, fucking please proceed. <laughs> so I go back and I'm like getting more water because you know the show's about to start. I'm like panicked about like sound checking on these like fucking lobby bingo speakers or whatever. And I'm getting water, and he goes, "Oh, in town," and I'm like, "Oh, uh, I'm in a band." And he was like, "I figured you have an American accent." I was like, "Oh, okay." And he was like, "Are you?" playing somewhere around here and i was like yeah playing the lobby next door to this restaurant in about like an hour this fool like goes in instantly and he goes you have a lot of problems that you attach your music to." and i was like whoa god and he's like you need to disassociate yourself from your problems you can't bring that into your music because it's affecting you it's all over you i can read this about you mystic dude and i was like uh, yeah, well, I mean, like, what do you sing about? He was like, I perform rituals every single night and I release them into the world. I was like, that's cool, Gaul. Like, I sing about family trauma. I don't know, man. He was like, you need to let it go. You have to be done with this. So I was like, all right. And he goes, I'm coming to see you play. And I was like, uh, all right. And he was like, where may I procure a ticket? And oh, like, so straight up said that. procure. On a stair- we played on a staircase. And I was like, nah, dude, oh, like, yeah. you're good, that's Gaul. So I was like, Gaul, just go <laughs> tell the dude that that you can go into the venue. And, and I said it was cool. I think no one is going to tell you no. And he goes, very well, I will see you as soon as the uh, show starts. So I was like, all right, man, panicking. We get to this lobby area and the fucking, fr- like the, you know, people are in there to watch a show and it's like people sitting on stairs, like it's angled, right? Yeah, and- we played like facing the staircase and people watching the show. So, we're, so we go on, like Ryan fucking, you know, kicks on the octave track or whatever. and. All of a sudden, I'm like sitting there pacing. Gull just decides that he's going to go to the very bottom step. So right in front of me and sit there the whole time. Wrecked ass eye contact. And I was like, fuck, dude. Like you couldn't go to the back. Anything. Like you had to go right in front of me. We're playing the set. And I'm like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Every time I open my eyes, Gull's right there. Direct eye contact. I was like, fuck, man, stop, dude. This is crazy. So then. At the end of the show, like, I think that it was, it was before Commitment came out or, like, right when Commitment came out, maybe. Remember. It was a long ass time ago. And he stands up right when we're ending with Consuming Guilt, and he's fucking eye to eye with me the whole time. This fool won't budge. He's right there, wasted, and just staring yeah, at me. He was, like, fucking super intense. We get done, pack up everything. He puts his arm around me, walks all the way down to the dressing room with me, and he's like, have to disassociate i know these traumas i know everything that's going on this is so deep this is so attached to you and i was like 
Yeah, God, thanks a lot, man. And it was like, I love this music. I want to do a record with you. Here, let me uh, take <laughs> your email. Wasted. And then at the end of the night, like, he's holding on to me. There's, like, pictures of him that I'll send you. <laughs> he's, like, hugging me super tight, right? That's like, thanks a lot for coming out, Gall. Like, I hope I can see yes. you. <laughs> I felt like a little kid, right? I was like, thanks, Gall. Like, it's super cool that you like what we do. Uh, maybe we can do a project together, you like you said. And just yeah, I really just straight up left me on red. Like, that dude was not interested. Oh, so then Ryan's like trying to wrap it up, and he's Fuck standing yes. there. Mm-hmm, you know, whatever. And so I was like, oh, I guess we gotta go, dude. Like, uh, Ryan has like some problems with his stomach. This fool does like a one eighty, turns to Ryan. Puts him yeah, in like a grab so, like this and grabs right under, like right at the spot. Stuck he his like fingers in my under my ribs. Dude, I was like, Ugh. he hadn't spoken to Ryan. He didn't know where the pain was, but he knew. He fucking knew, and he grabbed right under the pain and he starts whispering in Ryan's ear, yeah, and it's it was- so uncomfortable. <laughs> Ryan's facing me, Gall's holding him and whispering, and Ryan's all, I was like, don't say shit, don't say anything, and then Gall like sort of chuckles. And then fucking vanishes into the night. <laughs> the fucking <laughs> temple of doom to you. God damn it. This problem is not a big deal. And then he did. Yeah. And then you stopped believing in God and came back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it oh my. Back. God. Yo, black metal fools, man. Like. Uh, okay, like let's get real about some shit real quick <laughs> right, that's gonna get me in trouble. All right. So, so when it comes to black metal, um, you know, I uh, like like I love everything Gaul does, and Gaul is extremely important. And uh, you know, I love a lot of the music that comes out of that scene. It's been very instrumental in like yeah. you know everything I enjoy. Black metal fools especially from that world like the more the more like true you are the bigger a fucking dork you are and like, <laughs> hey, dude i don't want this curse back no 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 fuck like i mean that's that's the thing is like gall gall is fucking cool as shit but like man like people take their shit really fucking seriously and god Dude, I take it seriously now, too. The man grabbed his fucking ribs and knew, dude. Well, that's the fucking thing. That's what I'm saying right now. It's like, I usually like, God, that's some fucking dork shit. But then that happens and it turns out to be fucking real. And I just opened my mouth right now about this just to fucking like put like another nail in my coffin. Like nobody fucking tells Gaul that this conversation's happening. What are you doing? Oh yeah, that they're fucking nerds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I. All right, this is merchandise from black metal Ooh, people. Sure. That? What is it? What is that? It's, oh yeah. I, oh, Abbas. Is that yeah, a fucking yeah. immortal slow globe? Yeah. Or is it yeah. Abbas snow globe? That's incredible. Listen, you can call it goofy all you want. The man killed you. <laughs> <laughs> you on him, dude. <laughs> and it's gonna fucking come back. You can call all their makeup and their fucking Dragon Master shit super goofy, but that fucking killed you. I mean, I, 
Like, look, 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 look. I want to run my mouth all day about oh, fucking. Oh, because the curse will come, dude. You don't want to do that. No, I, I'm not trying. That's the thing. It's like, I want to just be like, oh, magic with a K. How fucking, like, whatever. Like, fucking, the, the ghosts are going to fucking, like, you know. But, like, yeah, man, like, a lot of the times, like, shit just fucking happens that, like, I have no explanation for nobody has a fucking explanation for. And like, I don't know, like what the fuck God or fucking nature or fucking whatever else is. Um, but like, let's put it this way. I'm afraid of literally everything in the world that one can possibly be fucking afraid of. <laughs> My dog just started barking to confirm that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, welcome to our podcast. I'm scared. So, um, this I I, I want to ask you guys about this Yosef record. How'd you meet? How did you meet this this guy? Um, is he like just kind of around in LA or what? I reached out to him. Um, I, I'm sure you guys can relate. I like to keep up with like everything in the world, like every band and like you know what they're doing. I, I like to support it. But I don't talk to people on the internet. Like I, I used to a lot, and I, it just I, I can't stand. It. it was really weird that I reached out to him, and I was just like, I, I heard some of his stuff. I think there was a write up in a revolver issue. I started going through his stuff, and I wrote him, and I was like, hey. It turns out that he had written me like a year ago asking about synth stuff, but I didn't remember. And I wrote him, and I was like, hey. Uh, really like your music if you're ever in LA like we should, we should hang out which is that's I don't ever, think I, I don't think I've ever, ever done that even if my friends are in town I won't ever them. I'm just I'm I like to keep secret in my place and uh, I I almost didn't meet up with them uh, Sarah talked to me and we met down the street like a couple blocks from here and it's just one of those things where when you meet somebody like our age difference, but like we had so much fun together, and we ended up coming back to my house and playing with synth. Brought like a backpack with like a couple little, and we were plugging things in, like recording shit. And I was like, "It's so rad!" Like he's so great. It's just it. We come from different worlds, a hundred percent. But our ears listen for the same kind of stuff, you know. Glitch or sound broken, we grab the piece. It was just fucking cool. Like, fun. Yeah, he and called then, me. I was on tour, uh, and he called me. And, like, I'm not trying to, like, be like a mom or anything like that or, like, embarrass you, but you I were, like, stuff, yeah, but you were, like, so fucking stoked. You were, like, I made a friend, you know, <laughs> like, essentially. <laughs> like, you're not a loser. <laughs> you're really, like, into, like, I think that you keep your circle small, and yes. I've always, like, admired that, whereas, like, I'll fucking talk to whatever Yahoo's all the time, but you, like, keep things really tight-knit, Mm -hmm. And, and it, like, you know what you like and what you don't like. And most of the time, what you like is synthesizers and that's it. Yeah. So like for you to open up and like meet someone and feel super stoked and comfortable around them, yeah. like it was a fucking rad thing for me. I was like, oh, wow, you made a friend. <laughs> like, 
me going back to fucking counting out fucking one million scratchy logo t-shirts. I was like, all right, I'll call you later, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but like when the pandemic happened, uh, we had done that isolate create thing uh, where we uploaded our stems and a bunch of people remixed. We're, you know, yeah, I'm oh, sure yeah. that you understand like during this pandemic, like you're locked in your house, just shit nonstop. And it was just sort of depressing kind of hard we were i mean we were writing we were working on demos we had just gotten off of like one of the hardest tours ever in the entire universe like when we ended that refuse it was like every bad thing that could happen it's it's like nothing to do with refuse like they're the fucking greatest dudes but like just every bad thing that can happen to a tour kind of happened like one after the other after the other after the other so like even getting out to this thing I was like calling friends and being like, Hey, do you think I could like borrow a little bit of money? Like it's the beginning of the year. I've got to like, you know, figure out a way to make it to the first day of tour. Like our van is still in Detroit. Our van is in Detroit over a year later. (laughs) I I remember I was, I was hanging out with Dennis, uh, like on a day off during that tour. And he was just like lamenting, like, the fucking like terrible luck that you guys had, like, yes. had had. Oh yeah, getting he flew out to, to Portland to see you guys, and I was like, "Oh, fucking sick, super jealous." We actually were on their bus because they all flew to Portland because our van was broke down. Yeah, but so like during the pandemic or whatever, like we had gotten home from a like just the shittiest fucking run of luck, and then everything shut down. Yeah. We came home and we were sick. We, we were, were sick fucking like, Yeah. We were like completely beat down. So it was like hard for us to even want to jump into being creative when like we had experienced basically a month of fucking dog shit into oh, you made it home finally. Don't bother to go see your friends or anything <laughs> yeah. or like actually mm-hmm. like have a conversation or talk to anyone about what the fuck you just endured. You have to sit in your house with your traumas, like, and just exist, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so, like, when, you know, we did the Isolate Creed thing, which was super rad, but I feel like we called Yosef. We were talking to him quite a bit because him and his partner are, like, super sweet and just, like, fun to talk to. So we'd call him at night, just whatever. Yeah, they're so off. great. They're, they're super they funny. They become, like, our family members. It's fucking rad. They're, like, like little brothers or something. Little brother and sister, like. They're so awesome. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I remember like sitting with Ryan and I was like, you know, like the thought of touring is still like an uncertain thing. It's like still like something that we don't know when, if what's happening. Like I know the vaccine is like starting to roll out and stuff like that, but like, I don't know, like we haven't even done, I'm sort of starting to be fine around like, you know, maybe three or four people at a time. But if you get more than like 10 people in front of me, I start to like kind of get anxious about it. So imagining even being in a room, even if all those people are vaccinated, imagining being in a room with like 500, a thousand people, like just being there makes me panic. So as a result, I was like, you know, why don't we do something that like, if we can't ever tour again, it's not a big deal because, or, you know, if we can't tour this record, it's not a big deal because, you know, what are the possibilities that two artists like end up getting together and able to tour and perform a record like together on a tour? Like if it happens, cool. If it can't happen, whatever, like we might as well just like be able to be creative. 
And then it was just like a roller coaster. It was like a snowball effect instantaneously. Like we were like, okay, let's just do a couple songs back and forth and like see what happens. But it went from like a couple songs to eight songs in two weeks. Like mm-hmm. it was so fucking easy and so rad. Like absolute five-star review experience of like doing everything. Yeah, it was cool. Like Youth Code is like always me like completing tracks and then Sarah goes in, writes the lyrics a couple of days before and just does vocals. But like with this, I was able to go like, hey man, to Yosef, like I've I've hit a wall on this song. I don't know what to do here. Like and send it to him and then get it back like a couple hours later. And he's like found a way to navigate around that, you know, that wall couldn't get past. I've never had that before with this man. Like I don't have, I mean, Sarah does collaborate with me a lot more now, but uh, before that I'd never had that. Like it was just like, take it for granted, like having band members. And when that kind of shit happens, it's just, it was incredible. Like it's hard to be as talented as I am. So like, (laughs) you know, I have to really manage what I can do output wise because if I overexert myself, I don't want to take all of your sunshine away from you. You know, if you feel my sunshine. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was cool. So we kind of like, it started like the basic idea of it was like to try to help each other finish songs that we weren't able to, to complete. And then it kind of went to setting up rules where like we weren't going to, if we were going down a direction that really didn't fit or was different than something we would do, we would just fucking push through and learn, which like Sarah doing like more melodic stuff came out of it and working with like, like 808 like type things that I, I always, you know, I've really like, I love noise and high frequencies and harshness and i've always thought bass could be like kind of like a weapon or like a you know like a really strong um bit of audio but i never really knew how to do it i like have to figure everything out before i even try something and i didn't know where right. to start. and that's his shit like he's just you know he's younger and everything is like <laughs> like he's yeah. from hip-hop so to, to like see how it worked and shit i'm like dude Never not having that stuff in our music anymore. It's so cool. Bass. Ah, it's fucking rad. If you're playing a show in like a like a big club and you have the drop that much shit. Yeah. I'm Are gonna, we gonna do the I, drop? I, <laughs> there's a real fine line about being like super I love horny the drop. with it. Like you, Hell yeah. you know, you have to be careful because I love can, the drop, dude. <laughs> I do. Right. I'm not lying. We're gonna have I, mean, I think everybody loves the drop. I don't think I don't think the drop is a weird thing to love. I think I think the drop is like, I mean, uh, if I'm on like, my yeah. Peloton and I'm on yeah. an EDM ride and the drop happens, everybody within a three block radius is going to hear me Ric Flair woo while I fucking push myself up an imaginary hill. The drop is real. I mean, dude. <laughs> look, 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 guys, look. If it's good enough for devourment, it's yes. good enough. For me. Sick. Sick. Right? I feel oh, like there was right. like a. Obviously, like devourment is like way more of a legit reference in this, but I remember like when that band Job for a Cowboy came out, there was a song that they did like on their first demo where it was like, you know, tech death type guitar. It's all ding, 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 ding. And then all of a sudden they hit the boom. 
and the breakdown happened and I was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was like, this is kind of sick right now. And then, like, every kid on the internet was like, yeah, dude, I fucking love suffocation. I mean, like, uh, for what it's worth, it's like that kind of music was popular for a reason. And, like, yeah, I can fucking poke holes about, like, you know, a fashion associated with it and a lifestyle associated with it. But, like, you know, like some of that shit's like fucking the drop, like, heavy. Yeah. Like, when the drop it happened, just, it I, it changed me. The drop. Dude, it's just like, you know, I had this whole conversation about how like, you know, I I, I love those rancid records. Everybody needs your on-ramp. Oh, you know come on, man. Fighting about this last night. Come on. I fucking straight up fucking grind. Ryan was like, I, we were just sitting Don't last night after dinner. Talking. I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I was cute. talking. But I think that you were going like give us a roots, and I was like, you don't really like rancid. <laughs> I love rancid, and I was like, what? They're great. Yeah. Like <laughs> if it makes you feel any, it makes you feel any better, Sarah. <laughs> I don't like rancid either, and I think it's pretty much like just me and you, like everybody. All right, yeah, like, yeah. Because yeah. this is episode four. Like, <laughs> and I went to we went to a show, and we were hanging out with a couple of people. And Ryan was making like the argument for Op Ivy, and I was like, "Pick it up, fucking elsewhere, yeah, man. bro. Get Same. out of here." Like I wasn't, I was, I've never, I've, I've never like got it right. No shade to those bands, but like I couldn't understand how all these people that I know that are like, you know, they listen to like punch someone in the face type hardcore. We're like, oh yeah, dude, like I fucking know about Fifty Third and Telegraph. I'm skanking all the way to the bank. <laughs> you know? What? Like, what do you mean? There's a lot of shit that just like, uh, you know, like that band, like from what I understand, like, and again, like no, no shade. I know people who are good friends with those guys and like, apparently like they're like fucking encyclopedic about shit. They like, you know, they take their music and they take the lifestyle real seriously. I respect that. But like, yeah. I just don't like that kind of music. Like I, I don't like fucking like upswings ever. You know, no you shit. Know what's the weird one about this. Uh, I have this sort of thing with the cramps. Same. I've never understood <laughs> the cramps, and I think it's hold on. I think it's something you have to get into when you're young because when you're older and you try to listen to like the Brian Setzer orchestra yeah. type shit. Yeah. It doesn't resonate the same way as it does when you're young and you're like, holy shit, this band's fucking punk and crazy. And it like affects yeah. you to where the rest of your life you can fuck yeah. with that band. But I've never, I never got it. See, I think with me, it was yeah. enough to listen to you when you're like entry level band. See, and they have like, a, yeah. You know I, I mean? That's the only, I guarantee you that's the only reason. Yeah. Talk to you. That's I completely agree. I think that with me and the cramps, it's like I was introduced to them kind of via like MTV 120 minutes in like 92, 93. And that's when the cramps were objectively bad. And everybody knew that like the shit that they were putting out was bad. I didn't have like, you know, fucking like, like anybody like older kind of like showing me like their cool shit. So for me, it's just like the cramps suck. And then like, you know, by the time I'm like, you know, in my late teens and like cool people are like talking about the cramps. I'm like, why do you like bad music? And they try to show me the good records. And I'd be like, this shit sucks. 
You know, like it, it, it just, I feel the same way about the fucking gun club. You know, like I think all that shit's so whack. I yeah, love it. You know, I that. never got into the yeah, I Ted Kennedys. I know that's like blasphemy for some people, but I think no, no, that's not blasphemy. Yeah. That shit sucks. <laughs> you like the dead Kennedys? Oh, yeah, dude. So good. <laughs> that dude. I, but those are all level bands. I grew up in a town with like a thousand people, so to find any of that kind of music, my know? entry level was. Yeah, so, my age is really showing you for sure. But like, that's a band that I think that if you didn't fuck with it at the time that you were like 13, 14 years old, like, why would any of my friends that are 10 years older than me that were like 23, 24 be like, oh, I ride for work. Like, I, <laughs> like you know, like, yeah, totally. I don't think that it would happen, but I most certainly ride for them still, still so fucking hard. Also, real talk, not to get all fucking <laughs> like, like PMRC on this shit, but like, the fact that like a band called Orgy is definitely marketed to like 13, 14 year olds is kind <laughs> of wild time. About wild that. times, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> Men in their mid twenties wearing like makeup and plastic pants in a band called Orgy. And I was like, fuck yeah, this is so good. <laughs> Not, nothing to see here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That explains so much about you too. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> every time someone says that explains so much about you, I'm always, it's always something that comes after like some shit that's hella fucked up. And I'm like, what do you mean, dude? Oh, so that's why you have that haircut. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys started Damn. booking anything yet? Uh, we got some like weird sort of offers that I basically like when they started coming in I was like yeah sure whatever sign me up and I didn't really think anything of it and then I was like asking mm -hmm. other people like what they thought we've been getting some offers but like I'm not I don't know man like I I keep seeing this shit has been happening for a, a year where someone's like mm, this is yeah. like it yeah, was yeah. supposed to be in March now it's going to be in June and then the June stuff gets canceled and then yeah. you go to the back of the line. And then the people that were next were next. Like it all, I'm not really trying to like put any serious weight into anything that we've said yes to yet, because I think it's just going to keep title waving over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. It's funny because I got an email yesterday yeah. from a touring from, you know, an agent. He was like, he's like, Fred, give me this uh, range dates for November and February. So it's like they're already like trying to get both and then seeing how both like shakes out, you know, because yeah. I think and, I, and that's a problem. It's just probably it's probably impossible to get a hold nowadays, you know? Yeah. I mean, the holds have probably been extended out from like years and years before. It's going to be fucking. Oh, yeah. I, I sort of think that there's going to be this like weird, yeah. like dystopian uprising of house shows being that's cool and acceptable. Yeah. That's what I think because venues are gonna be like so booked up, and then you're gonna have like the yahoos that are like, I don't want to show my in my vaccination card. You know, I think that there's gonna be kind of this influx of like weird yeah. house shows being like totally acceptable and stuff. We're gonna have again. to buy like a PA and a big sub and just do it like for that. your base. Yeah, dude, for my yeah. props. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, has has LA cleared out a lot? You know, like I know in New York, like you know, fucking like it's like a quarter empty now. You know, like people oh, yeah, just fucking people, moved out. People are starting to be uh, a lot more irresponsible. 
they were irresponsible yeah. and then it was a ghost town and now it's picking up again we live like right next to downtown so it's like a lot of young people not wearing masks and partying and shit like it's crazy like they'll have tables out in front of like restaurants but everyone's out there getting wasted because they can yeah. sell liquor if they have food and it's <laughs> it's fucked man yeah yeah it's it totally like that here too yeah yeah, yeah. It's like, and the bar, the, yeah, it's funny because the only, I went to a bar like last weekend for the first time in a while and everything closed at 11. It was so yeah, they had and stuff here. And like, I talked to someone about it. Someone was like, Hey, do you want to meet me at a bar? And I was all, no. <laughs> and they were like, well, it's only open till 11. Cause I guess like COVID spreads faster after 11. And I was still just like, no, the whole time, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go. I don't care if COVID spreads. On. Yeah, get out of here. Dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to go outside. I don't want to take off my mask. I don't want to breathe the air of someone I don't know who could have done God knows what. They're fucking okay with going to a bar. What else are they okay with doing? You know, like I'm just, I'm fine in the house. Yeah. Totally. I'm becoming a, like a germaphobe from this. I think about that shit so much now. It's fucking mm. crazy. You see I mean, like how this shit spreads. I'm like, dude, there's so much <laughs> that up diagram shit. of particles is one of my oh. funniest, like the funniest thing in the world where it's just two <laughs> stick figures talking to each other. And then this cloud <laughs> just, of lead and yes. one person yeah. just throwing up on each other. Did I literally uh, think about every time I've been in a bar <laughs> and some Close talker has been like, oh. and <laughs> yeah, it's just fucking. fucking I'm getting a helmet. I have like Bjork CGI mask of particles around me. Just a really- <laughs> God damn. Yeah, I man. I'm never. I'm not taking off a fucking my mask until like I don't know, like until like I'm like 95 or something. Yeah, like, I. Because if you see someone you know, you don't have to acknowledge them now. Exactly. To to anyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it works on so many fucking levels. Because like, at the end of the day, it's like, I'm scared of COVID because, like, I mean, you should be fucking scared of COVID. But I'm more scared of fucking people. Like, I don't, like, I'm scared of in-person conversation with human beings. Like, it just, yeah. it sucks. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, I am really happy about the lack of money I've spent on trying to make myself look presentable. I can just be a piece of shit, just put a mask on my face. It's fucking yeah, great, dude. I don't have totally. to look cute for nothing. It's so sick. My like, sweatpants game is so tight right now. This yeah, is like the most. Oh, yeah. I've put, well, I put makeup on on my birthday, but like other than that, like I don't really. It, everyone sees me like this, right? So I'm to do anything fancy i'll be like oh hey what's up how are you oh cool how's it been all right bye cool i had to impress no one fucking rips it's so sick yeah fucking i definitely have daytime and nighttime sweatpants and uh (laughs) yeah man like started wearing regular pants again i did the same thing yeah oh man how how do those regular pants feel i've been wearing my jeans are like this weird sense of accomplishment for me. Like I'm going to do something <laughs> with, yeah. Like I put on my jeans and it's like, wow, you've done something today. <laughs> like it doesn't oh, I get, I'm yeah. going out. Like I straight up have like shoes and jeans on right now. I am not leaving this house. And for all intent and purpose, this interview is like from the shoulders up. I could have just been in fucking joggers, but my jeans are 
are like my sense of doing something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. That's so dark. It, yeah, it reframes your brain for sure. I, there's been yeah. times that I did that too. You know, it's just like put you. Yeah, but I have like, yeah, I have. I have my my dress sweats, my, my sweats that I wear every day. My sweats. I sleep in. <laughs> 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 my fucking dress sweats. Show up at our wedding Inspired. with the dress sweats on, please. I hope everyone, when we finally get married, I'm going to put this dress code thing in there that says dress sweats required. <laughs> oh, man. But you look nice. <laughs> it's fucking it's 80 degrees in New York for the first time this year. So yeah. for the first time this year, I'm wearing shorts. Yeah, baby. Oh, yeah. Fucking regular ass fucking Adidas shorts. Yes. And which I don't know about you guys, but I've started wearing shorts on stage where well, back, back it back in the old days when we had the, I've yeah. reverse. I started like all the first, I think the first two or three years of youth code, I was shorts only. I had my stage shorts. But then mm. I remember I had this moment where, I mean, like I screamed to the point where I'm moderately incontinent, mildly incontinent, I guess. I'm sure everybody that screams has peed their pants. Right? I know the but feeling. It fucking happens. I'm not like fucking Fergie up there with like a full flood or anything, but like I piss my shorts. And I'm yeah. on tour and like, I don't, I can't wash my shorts all of the time. <laughs> and so last day of skinny puppy tour, the second one we did, I think it maybe was the first one. I get this text message from ogre the next day. And he goes, Hey, you left your shorts backstage. And I went, no, no, <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like such a small amount of material, right? Like it's like that much material that's been covered in piss for like six weeks at this point in time and i was like ah! and he was like oh don't worry i threw them in the laundry for you and i was like ah i was like you touch those dude you fucking sanitize your whole house if they're anywhere near it dude oh my god it's so fun. and so after that i was like well, jeans have more material than shorts do. So maybe it's less of a probability that it's going to smell really bad. But yeah, but it's, <laughs> not, it's not true at all. It's like, it, no, it's not. They, every <laughs> single thing about me fucking smells. On yeah. yeah, dude. I, I used to be shorts on stage. And then after that, I was like, I will never subject anyone. To but then again, like now the back like i can't even jump on top of people i would never jump on top of someone God, right what? now like yeah. what am i gonna do I spit. what are shows gonna be like? dude i sit uh. here for 45 minutes straight i try to catch it and or sometimes it lands on someone's head i can't do it anymore. that is it's illegal true. i'm committing like some sort of assault by doing that on accident you know you know what i'm looking forward to though but looking forward to being the lazy player and fucking Blaming it on COVID instead of the fact that I'm like fucking tired. <laughs> You're like, nope, I can't. I, I can't move around too much. I might get sweat particles on you. Ooh. <laughs> I, I like. I love. This I was style. just talking about this. I was just saying that I think because of the same the same idea that I could probably start playing in a chair. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like we've all got. A, we're we're really we're really doing it for the fans. Yeah. 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 You guys are so considerate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we are. Brian threw it back out when we were on tour with Health, and he had to have this little stool on stage, and it nothing awesome. has made me more sad in my entire 
entire life and trying to headbang and go off and turn around and he's just sitting there lounging. He was fucking <laughs> Oh my God. I was yeah. bent, dude. I was like, I can't believe you, but I couldn't be mad at you because your back was now we had to go to fucking urgent care, but you're all <laughs> and I was like, why am I doing this? Like, what am I headbanging right. for? You're good, good, it was good, but then you're doing your aggressive vocal parts of your mic stand. You're all. That would have been fucking tight. God, I fucking love it. Oh my god. Yeah, yeah. You, well, we've just got to get that stool back up, and uh, you know we're doing it for the kids. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, dude, that's some master gaslighting shit right there. Just like, yeah. no, I'm lazy for you. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, it's it's supreme gaslight. Yeah. <laughs> Your safety is who I care about the most. Uh, so what? Uh, are you guys working on stuff lately? You just been kind of just stuck in the promo cycle, basically. No, it's not really a promo cycle. I think we both. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> We're so bad about good. that shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's been doing good. I'm stoked. Definitely, we're just letting people come. Mm-hmm. Just because we kind of It's want. so difficult Something to like try to talk about yourself talk, yeah, as an adult to like the audience of children that are on social right now media. Too, like I've got to, I need to learn how to hold it. But I don't. I feel weird about it. I need to do but I feel super we have been we've we, been doing stuff. Yeah, but. we've been writing I mean we wrote like a lot. We were touring like, you know, crazy and trying to do like demos and shit, but we kinda like went between like our our uh commitment and this record we just did. We we had been like I was trying to learn like every inside and out of, of synthesizers and trying to get better. I, I'm our band started and then we were playing shows. I never really got to, you know, figure everything out. What are you out. doing so yourself? I've been learning about stuff and we've been trying different stuff with the band and they're just, they're awkward phases though. Like no one needs to hear them right now. We're trying new shit and it's just, I know better than to put it out. But I think with this record, we were to the point where we were able to do new stuff and like, and handle it correctly. <laughs> so it's like mm. listenable. So now it's like, you know, we, we just finished a song the other day. Uh, we have a, we have a bunch of shit coming. So, you know, we're, we're back in and putting stuff out mode. I feel like with this one, like, obviously like we did it ourselves and we're like, I like, there were so many different learning curves that I feel like pretty stoked about the fact that we went through like i've never pressed a record myself like yeah. i've never gone through like what it means to like talk to a manufacturer and get like lacquers yeah. and get like some like in my mind it's sort of like oh like we've kind of had it easy you know what i mean like i don't know about your experiences before but like when we first started i was like oh i'll make a tape oh gray makes tapes i'll, I'll talk to gray about making tapes oh like we had edley and uh jen put out like the first seven inch, like they took care of all the manufacturing. Then days comes along and they're like, Oh, we take care of all this stuff here. There's a press person. These are all these people that you could talk, you know, yeah. like mm-hmm. everything I kind of put in front of us. And so when we like did this record on our own, I sort of didn't have 
the skill set that I thought that I had because everything had been kind of put there in front of us previously. So Mm -hmm. it was a really good learning experience for me being like, oh, you have to like put in an order for a record fucking six months before you actually get it. (laughs) Noted. Cool. (laughs) Like, oh, you have to like you can't just like tell your friends you have a record from like one measly post on the internet. You have to like ask other people to like tell you their friends and stuff about, it. okay, cool. Note it. Like all, all these different things that I never realized really went into it. I just sort of thought like, well, because one person has picked up your band before they're going to know about your band and they're going to continuously talk about your band. And that's just not the way that it goes without having like a machine behind you, yeah. you know? So I don't know. Like it, uh, it's, it's been a really rad process. And I think now that I feel a little bit more confident about it and I have like a better understanding, cause you see like a lot of people in the rap world are like, we do it independent. We're doing everything independently. We put out all these singles independently and all this stuff. And I'm like, Whoa, that's crazy. Like you put out a song and you get a plaque for a song. Mm -hmm. Like, and now I understand why all these people are doing things independently and doing it like, you know, one song at a time or doing it in different chunks. Like who wants to fucking sit and listen to like, I mean, I like albums, but it's also one of those things where like, if you can just keep continuously being creative, like yeah. why not? Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Then there's these rap, there's these rap guys like, uh, you know, like Griselda and Huss and all these guys who have like five albums a year and shit like that. And just like, they are constantly out there grinding away. And just like, how do you, I don't even know how some of these people even do it, but I, but fascinating, me, you know, Andrew from grab is sort of a similar way that like, I feel yeah. like whenever I see that fool on Instagram, he is working on a project, mixing something for someone, remixing something like he's always doing something. And I don't <coughs> understand. Yeah. <laughs> I don't understand <laughs> mm-hmm. how yeah. it works. Yeah. Can I plug it? No, plug into something else. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just like, I have a hard time. I feel like also like the creative process for me with writing, I don't write things that are happy Yeah, <laughs> as goal informed me, you know, <laughs> like I write about shit that, that is like, you know, just been sitting in the, in my subconscious and like, kind of like indirectly harming the way that I think or the way that I process the world. So when I'm writing, like, you know, I fucking vomit out some feeling onto a paper, figure out a way to like make it poetic. And then I need like a little bit of a break from that, you know, like it's, it's not easy for me to do like eight, nine, 10 songs about something because I'm not talking about easy shit. Yeah, Yeah, totally. But like, you know, like when you start, you know, when you're starting to do stuff with like synthesizers and, and all that, what was the first synth that you guys got? Like, what was the first, you know, because that's a long road that you're starting to go down. What was the first one you got? I, mine, like, kind of by accident. I had, I was in a band and I was like a real fuck up and I got kicked out, which I deserved. And uh, so I was like, I don't know. I want to write my own songs. I'm going to buy a guitar. I'm going to fucking learn how to play this. And when I got the guitar, I realized like I needed something to keep rhythm. And I bought a drum machine and it was a Korg M1. So it was a mm-hmm. sequencer, a drum machine, and it had two uh, synthesizer engines. And when mm-hmm. I started fucking with that thing, I was like, this is so sick. I can make like crazy noises 
program stuff. Like now I know where these sounds are coming from that I thought were just like computers and stuff. Like when I, you know, you hear like stuff in the background of a song and it's like, Ooh, you're like, uh, so I was yeah. like, cool. Like that's how all these bands are, are making music. And I was able to, uh, I don't know. I just went down the rabbit hole. I was like, this thing's fucking awesome. There's a mini yeah. jack. What the fuck is that? I've never seen this cable before. Oh, mm-hmm. look on the internet. Uh, it goes into a synth and you can make, like you can make this fucking massive monster of sounds. And it just, after that, I was like, fuck all this. Stuff. Oh, Although yeah. I'm into guitar again recently. But yeah, yeah. it's just yeah. a cool journey. It's real uh, meditative. I uh, I like to spend time with myself. I like to, sit with all these things and and just make sometimes just ambient loops and oh sit, yeah talking about sit around and shit. sit around in the house and just have stuff play and cool i like it yeah. i feel like i kind of didn't actually like find myself with synths though until i got into modular right. um just i'm not like i'm okay with like i'm good with sequencers like i can sit down and program something, but I'm not tactile. Like I can't play a yeah, keyboard. I'm the same way. For well, shit, I'm a total know? poser, imposter. I'm not a musician at all, but. <laughs> same. I, I, <laughs> no, it's fucking, funny because I, I can, can program and I can figure stuff out, you know, and it's, I'm able to do stuff because of it and tour and shit, but I'm, I don't fucking know what I'm doing. Ryan found out that I know how to identify notes by ear extremely well. And so now yeah, he, he makes me do everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I I believe it. I, I need I need to. I don't know if you're the same way, but I need to have a tuner open at all times in order to know what I'm playing. Um, and uh, yeah, man, like it, a, a funny thing too is like, God, I know so many people who like you know they play guitar, they play drums, they like you know they 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 do all these these they they play fucking flute. I, I can't, like, and that's like a regular thing. I can't fucking do any of that but like i know my way around electron gear and like all and that seems to be obtuse for a lot of people who like understand like how to use tactile in, uh, instruments yeah I'm like i i don't know I'm, I'm an idiot like i can't do any yeah my I'm, like yeah, it blows my mind We're- someone's asking me and they're getting into the shit and i sit down and talk about how it works and they're like what in the fuck are you talking about? Like, I'm like, how are you not following me? But like, I, in the same way, I can't fucking play. You know, I can barely yeah. play guitar. It's just, yeah, it, it takes yeah. a certain person. Yeah. I can play enough guitar to like pick it up and like show somebody who actually knows how to play guitar, how a riff's supposed yeah, and to. And then have them play it. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like the thought of like, can you imagine playing guitar in a band? Like it's fucking laughable. I'd rather so die. Bad. You play guitar in a band? Yeah. Uh, the, Sick. The first band I ever did was uh, same. I played guitar. I, and, man, I'm so awful, man. I don't know what I was trying to do. I fucking I lied to people to tell that to, to like try to, to like weasel my way into a band. I was like, yeah, I fucking play guitar. I know all these scales and shit. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, do what you got to do. Yeah, do yeah, But I mean, in your head, you're like, eventually, I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. It's like, 
It's like, look at this fucking dickhead down the street. He can play guitar. I can play guitar. <laughs> like, how the fuck can you not? Three-year-olds fucking playing Stairway to Heaven. It can't. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. Like, it, it, like, it's, but like, it's like, yeah, I can't do that, but I can explain to you how a fucking surge works. Right. Like, right. Right. It's fucking stupid, which basically means that we're like, okay, at math. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, like, it's, it's total nerd shit. It's fucking rad. Yeah. Oh God. It's, it's the fucking best. I love to let, let's just fucking turn our fucking metal podcast <laughs> into like, Hey, you guys play all you guitar players out there. Fuck you. You're like fucking gym <laughs> class. We're like math. Have let's you ever talk seen about that, audio uh, rate. You know uh, what I'm saying? Have you ever seen that show? Uh, these people just do nothing or whatever. It's about like those people that do oh, like a pirate a radio. It's a British. Oh yeah. 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 Dude, it's so good. There's huh? a scene where like, uh, cause they all make like, I think they make drum and bass or yeah. like garage or whatever. There's a scene where they the crew, like goes into a pawn shop and one of them picks up a guitar and goes, why do you sell this? This is the stupidest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> no one uses this. And he just like throws the guitar and I couldn't <laughs> stop laughing. Dude, I was like, like oh, this great. is Ryan in every single situation. <laughs> oh God, I would lo- I would fucking play that on a loop to Ben Greenberg, <laughs> dude. Like, look how fast I can move my fucking fingers. Guitar like, sick, on, dude. dude. Shut up. All in the front. Of the <laughs> Shut up. Guitar like- sick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, you can't do a fuck. Yeah, try doing a drop like that on guitar. <laughs> the drop won't happen on a guitar. You are correct. You better have a good <laughs> Yeah, but okay, but real talk. It's like I wish I could do it so much. I really would. I wish I, if I could trade fucking synth stuff for guitar stuff. I don't know, man. I probably I might. Keys are hard. Yeah, totally, it's hard. You're supposed to reach yeah. how far. No, yeah, fuck. I I admire music. I I I I really do. I admire all these musician fools. I am not a fucking musician. Same, same, same. Yeah. No way. Yeah. No, totally. Now everybody, go buy our fucking records. Like or subscribe to wherever you get your podcasts. Apple, Google, Spotify, Sticker, Amazon. To get the most recent episodes automatically delivered to your phone. Thanks for listening and catch you next week.